0: You might find something you love.
1: Episode 714 of Lucas Tigers and Bronzo Mai. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm excited for today's episode. I know Cage is as well. Talk a little bit of sports. It's kind of the dog days of summer, Cage. When all right, baseball midseason. you know approaching the all-star game football still feels a little bit far away uh basketball just wrapped up and we have Draymond Green on a tour just talking shit to everybody and i i love it uh clay is yawning at the parade cuz it looks like they haven't slept so he like Un- ran over a woman too at the parade did you see that he was like falling and like he like he like ran a woman over right
0: yeah not in a car like he was i don't know if he tripped he was trying to like, you know, he's a little wobbly, and he was trying he's to like. He was setting a you know, screen.
1: He was setting a screen. Yeah, pretty much.
0: I mean, she wasn't hurt, thankfully, which is great. But yeah, I mean, Clay just really just uh, took a woman down, man. It was pretty terrible. Um, yeah, this is what it is. I the mean, unless do you spend your day watching? It just pops up on Instagram, you know. I'm on my page, and then you know you scroll a little bit, you see overtime Sam getting caught taking pictures of some really overweight Spider Man, and Spider Man catches him doing it, and then makes Sam pose as the criminal that Spider Man caught. Hilarious, you know. Did you see I'm,
1: Prism God. Yeah, I'm gonna Prism put. You, I'm God. gonna put you to sleep. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty Prism, funny. Prism
0: God was not having that. No, <laughs>
1: dude, both the guys were ready to fight, like really
0: quickly, which is good. I mean, listen, something about Prism God and you know culture collision and all that stuff it just brings out the fighter in you. I mean, you wanted to kick Jeff Wilson's ass. <laughs> It just happens. Yeah. It just I mean this is just what this is just one of those things that happen, man. Speaking you know? of
1: which cage. Yes, know, I Rick. think I think he
0: would have beat you up. Yes. I know the so question.
1: So. I think so too. I think so too. The, those <laughs> dress shirts, he's like Liam Neeson. He he can wear dress shirts, but he'll still kill you.
0: Oh I'm thankful you didn't say he had a special set of skills.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, like, you know, you've talked about this when the going's good, everyone's happy and all that, but you know, cards are down and, and a lot of people are doing the I told you so thing right now. And and what are you feeling? Like are you feeling like the hobbies turning on themselves? Is it No, no, I'm telling you, you, know, you, my thought on it is
0: it depends where you're looking. Right? If you want to go out and be cold, there are some people who want to find cold, they'll travel to Alaska because they know what they're going to find, right? They know they're going to go to Alaska. But if you want to be warm, you don't get on a plane and go to Alaska. You get on a plane you go someplace nice. You go to Mexico. You go to Casa de los Charcos. Oh, I miss you know, you go, you, go, to, you, go to, you know, back to your old playground, you know? And I think there's a lot of that in the hobby. Look, I'm not going to paint a rosier picture than it is, but you do not have to look far to see the antithesis of what is being spun now by myself included, right? Oh, wow. It's tough times, rocky times, you name it. Take a look at some of the recent sales in the PWCC's premier, and even in their weekly auction. Take a look at some of the sales before that. Take a look at some of the sales in Ken's last auction and the ones coming up this week. There are literally record sale prices for cards every single auction. PWCC had a record price either overnight last night or today. I appeal again. We should talk about I appeal because not everybody listens to all of our episodes. Right. And I know we, we 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 dove deep into it in our collectible fractional report episode. But um i appeal is huge. A Will Chamberlain PSA nine rookie with I think the S designation, which has I think yeah. top five percent, right? So that's like gonna be one of the top nines out there. So for like six hundred and twenty or six hundred and seventy
1: thousand dollars, it's a huge multiple to to the rest of the nines. But that's but not a- what people are worried about though. They're worried about their Hundred dollar cards that are now. But there are unset. there are
0: cards. No, there are cards that were a couple hundred bucks in 2020. So that's part of it too. These cards are setting records, but it's also cards that did not have to be the hundreds of thousand dollar cards. Be a couple, card that was a couple hundred bucks in twenty twenty, and is now five hundred bucks or a thousand bucks, and it's still setting records. I, I'm a good follow. PWCC's account is a good follow on Twitter. It talks about record prices and you name it. Uh, Slab Stocks does a good job of showing those record prices. They all use Card Ladder's data and say, "Hey, you know, look at this sale. This this one set a record." You know, you'll see the you know the three of them together. It's like this one sold for this, and now sold for this. This is the increase in price, even on lower level cards. Obviously, lower level, you know, ones that are still scarce, rare, don't come up for sale that often, um, but there are record prices. There are not record prices on
1: Brandon Clark's pulsars from uh, Hoops Premium Stock. That's the difference. So, so l- let me ask you about that because I, I'm, I'm, I'm dumpster diving in the mm-hmm. PWCC weekly auctions, and I got um, the premium. It's a funny the Hoops Pulsar Premium PSA ten Cam Johnson. Uh, on oh the my card! <laughs> is that right? T- no, PSA no. ten I got for twelve bucks, and I'm like, well, grading costs thirty. This is a card. And in the PSA 10, this is a great deal. But do you think
0: our cards are going to go lower? We try to find value in these episodes, right? We try to find value. That card that you're buying, right? We try to find value. I want to talk about how that's a $50 card. So somebody should buy it when you finally sell it on whatnot and blah, blah, blah. But what I'm going to tell you is that card is worth more than $12 to a Cam Johnson fan or to somebody who is going to try to do the flip game and think that next year the Suns are going to be good, Cam Johnson can play a bigger role, and they could take that $12, buy it from you for 15 or 18 and sell it next year for 20 or 25 or whatever it is and do that a million times over. That card, people are learning. People are learning that that type of a card, which for Cam Johnson, there are hundreds of cards that fall in that category. Even in PSA 10, there are a ton of cards, right, from, from Flux, to ducks, to clearly wipe my ass, to whatever the hell else is out there. Um, you know, Cameron Johnson has no, no you know, shortage of cards for people to, to collect and, and buy. I don't care what Cam Johnson does in his life. Right? That card is going to have a minimal amount of collectability because there are a ton of better cards. Even if Cam Johnson becomes a starter and becomes a very good NBA player. I mean, look, he turns into Steph Curry. All right, you got yourself a diamond in the rough there, you know, What are the chances?
1: But, but I guess my question is all of these like 12 to $50 cards, are they going mm-hmm. lower
0: in your opinion? They may not go lower. It's just not something that I would invest in. And I think it's also something that people are now potentially steering clear of because what are you going to do with that card? Like what do, are there many people lining up saying, holy shit, I need a Cam Johnson
1: Hoops premium stock Pulsar card. I gotta have that card. What do people do with the Griffey cards? The Upper Deck Griffey. The one that was printed, like a hundred thousand of them.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of those, but at least that is Griffey, who is, you know, a generational talent, one of the greats, if not the best, player in the in the 90s, and you know, loved by a huge fan base. But if you compare it to like other 1989 Upper Deck PSA 10 cards, I mean, I don't know if it's you know where you find a price on it, but like you know, Sandy Alomar Jr. was awesome. He's in that, he right? Awesome. Craig Jeffries. I'm not, uh, uh, Craig Jeff- Biggio. Greg-, Greg Jeffries was actually 88. But Biggio was there, right? I mean, Randy Johnson had a card in there. That's actually works. But that's a Hall of Famer. You know, you're talking about Cam Johnson. Chances are he's not a generational great. He's probably not even a Hall of Famer. He could be a
1: good player. I'm trying to think of, like, somebody who is an there's, 89 there's, rookie. There's Shaq rookies. Like, there was a Shaq's top finest gold that sold for $15. So that's a different
0: story. But even those, there's no shortage of Shaq, and it's not a That Cam Johnson card is a rookie card. You know what I mean? That's a 2019 or whatever it is. You know, that's uh, right. Uh, Hoops premiums. So that's a little bit different because people do still have some affinity towards rookie cards and buying rookie cards. But I, I, I think what you're doing there, look, that's a card that was probably 50 bucks. I
1: think before so, the
0: whole thing, you know, dropped out. So buying it at 12 is a risk reward play. And you know, there's there's nothing wrong with 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 buying that because, as you say, is it really going to go down from there? Um. You know, at some point, PSA might start offering money to get the slabs back because the plastic and the labels could be recycled <laughs> for more than what people are paying for these slabs. Um, like people, you know, five cents, give me the soda bottle back, right? And then recycle the bottle.
1: So, Someone and- asked me for a Coffee with Cage episode. I'll ask you this. just It's just one question. but I think it's a good question. It's like, were there decades in your, career, in your investing sports card career where you're buying more and there's times where you're selling more? And yeah. when were those times? Yeah, I mean, listen,
0: it all ebbs and flows with um, usually a good rookie class, some interest, you name it. I've seen these kind of, you know, these kind of blow-ups happen. The 80s was, was a huge blow-up when, when other companies came in. reminds me of, like, Fanatics coming in and the whole deal. When other companies came in, you know, to start off the 80s, Topps was it. That was it. Topps was the only company making product. And then in 81, Fleer and Donruss were their own companies, and they came in in 81 with baseball. They expanded into basketball in 86, 87. You know, we all know about the Fleer set there.
1: Tops lost the license to NBA? No,
0: no, 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 no. I mean, Tops Tops was just not doing it. I don't know if it was a licensing thing or if they even were trying to get a license. Literally nobody cared. Somebody sent you a message about this when when they didn't believe we were talking about it, and they said, you know, the All-Star game I think you also gave maybe the finals. Championship, or, the championship. Yeah, they were on, like, they tape were on like tape delay. So, seriously, nobody – so Michael Jordan came. That brought basketball into the four, but not as much, believe it or not, as Shaq. Because it wasn't enough to just have Jordan. It was in 1989. We had a huge expansion of cards. Upper deck was the biggie. Score came in 88. You had Fleer. You had Donruss, You had score in 88. You had upper deck. And then for the five years after that, you know, 89, 90, you had your, your premium cards started to come out, right? Your Bowman cards, 89 was Bowman, just regular. And then you had 92, they became Bowman. Shaq came, you had Fleer, Fleer Ultra. You had a million brands because they were there was demand for it. The mainstream, you know, all of a sudden was like, wow, Jordan's awesome. Shaq is here. We got Ken Griffey Jr. There's enough brands, there's enough names that people will want to collect, and it started a boom. But it didn't really last that long, right? There were some amazing cards made. And part of the reason that, you know, the PMGs from 96, 97, 98, like, like those cards, tops Chrome, are so collectible is a lot of people who were in in 92 and the 89, they got burned. You know, those cards were huge. They were, they were, you know, they were mass produced. And think about it. Some of the really collectible cards from 92, 93, your Beam Team's for Jordan and Shaq, and your 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 scoring kings and all those cards, they didn't really become an investable item again until grading, and pop reports, and a creation of scarcity. Right? They weren't. Everybody had one, and everybody thought theirs was was, was mint. Oh no, mine's a great condition. Oh, there's a little little chipping, but all those cards have those. You know, it wasn't until that that scarcity was created by PSA that those things became in vogue again. Um, there was a little bit of a lull until I, I remember 2003. I remember being on Wall Street. I remember working in a law firm. I remember the brokers coming out during like a lunch break and just going to Chameleon Comics on uh, on Maiden Lane and just cracking wax looking Ch- for LeBron. LeBron and um and right? D Wade. I mean, M- Bosch wasn't really a chase, but he was in that. Pro- that was a huge thing. But, 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 but- um, LeBron was like one of these generational things, and it was an amazing thing. And, and in 09-10, it happened again, even though basketball had cooled off. Strasburg, I'll never forget when the Bowman came out, and somebody pulled a a, a Strasburg. I don't. I think it was an auto out of five. Redemption it was redemption. It wasn't even live autos. When it sold on eBay for six figures, people were like, holy cow, we got a, this is amazing. You know, like what's going on here? The hobby is back. So there are all these periods, and you see it again, right? It, you know, with you know, with 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 Luca Zion, I think Zion that ja is amazing. You know, like it, it brought that attention to it. You know, you had you had Giannis kind of coming into his own, and you were able to go back a couple years and grab his card, and, and and all of a sudden there was more attention being you know being shined on it, and um, you know a lot of record high price cards at the same time, like the Mantle five point two million dollar card, the Luca four million dollars, like all these headlines. It doesn't. Usually last a prolonged amount of time, but it also doesn't stay away for too long. But the one thing I'll tell you is, throughout it all, there are cards that just kind of just do one of these. Just like a slow and steady, right? Like the Tortoise. It's usually vintage, you know. It's usually cards of people who are not playing right now.
1: What, what blows my mind... So we had a fun little discussion in our Discord this weekend. And our community, I think, skews a little bit older. I think our community is like my fault. 30. Uh, well, dude, I mean, people like you, Cage. You're a very likable figure. It's and I think fault, they look man. at me as like, um, you know, I'm the karate kid. You're, you're, the, you're the. I what, can't what wait. I can't wait. Wax uh, on, wax off. Mr. Miyagi. You're you Mr. Did Miyagi. It! I'm the karate kid. And I think I our was
0: going to tr- give you a name that was totally wrong. And let you just run with it. I was going to give you like some other name, but you nailed it. I couldn't, I couldn't even,
1: I couldn't even make a joke. And Juice exactly. Cards keeps like saying like, you got to listen to Bill Simmons. you got to read Bill Simmons books, everything Bill Simmons is So maybe I will do it. But what I did was this weekend, we were discussing whether Kobe was top 10 or not. And I, th- at least this is how I am. I have my theories and I, I try to stress test them. So I'm like, maybe I don't see something with Kobe, you know? And I went back and I did some research Did you see the – 2000? do you remember the 2000 finals, Cage? No. You don't? No. I was in law school. (laughs) I would urge you guys to go and watch highlights and also go and look at the box score. So let me just read something to you, Cage. What if I told you this player averaged 38 points a game, 16 rebounds, 2.3 assists, 2.7 blocks on 61% scoring? Who was it? Who was it in the 2000? It was Lakers versus the Pacers. Pacers with Jalen Rose, with Reggie Miller, with Mark Jackson, with the Davis brothers. So, a, a serious, like a, a good team. Chris Mullen was on that team, Travis Best, Shaq. Absolutely. Well, I told you, Shaq. But you 39
0: see, points a game. It's not Go just the 39, it's
1: three blocks and
0: 16 rebounds. Forget about it. His he, there's a reason why he won the MVP in three straight finals. He was a beast
1: during that time period. Cage, he a would beast. just beast! Who was the guy that uh, was guarding him? Oh, it was, it was Fat Boy uh, Sam Perkins, is what they called him. This is not my word; they called him that themselves. Uh, dude, he just he just turned and dunked on this guy every single play. I I watched highlights this weekend of that finals, and I was like, Kobe was nothing. That was Shaq. Well, Kobe and, Kobe won later. Kobe won later, but the community was right in the sense that that was And then Glenn Rice was on that team. Glenn Rice was an all-star. That team was sharpshooter, 47% from three. Uh, so just fun to kind of go down memory. Because like, we remember Shaq and Kobe. But uh, you know I'm a Kobe truther. I love Kobe. All my passwords still have Kobe in it. That was Shaq's title, Shaq and a supporting cast. 100%.
0: But – Shaq was able to be that open and dunk on people because Kobe was out there, because Glenn Rice was out there, right? You know, that's sure. the way it works. If you look at when he won with um, – I with think it was Wade. against Dallas when he won with D. Wade and and Miami was down and ran off those four wins, I'm pretty sure Wade averaged like 38 points in yeah. those final four games. Yes, he did. You know what I mean? So It's just the way that it works, right? And, and let, me, let me throw another one out there, right? This is what happens when you look at people in the prism of – a current player versus you look at them after. We'll never have a settled top ten ever, because there's always going to be somebody playing who wins a championship and works their way into that discussion. And maybe now Curry is moving Kobe out of the top ten, or in your eyes, Larry Bird. Even though when Bird was playing, to have him moved out of the top ten by anyone was just un unthinkable, right? Because of what he did and what you know, what he meant to the game, and and how many championships he won, and how many you know, just how great he I'm was, f- right?
1: I'm starting to think we should do top 10 for big men, top 10 for guards. Because how do you compare Hakeem and Kobe? Well, how do you compare was- Hakeem and Iverson? You know, how do you compare these? And what makes it even tougher is
0: the game evolves. So, so being a dominant center at a time where there were other dominant centers is also a big deal. I mean, you look at Joker's numbers and compare them against some of the other centers. You're like, oh, my God, Joker's one of the best centers to ever play. But guess what? He's being guarded by, like, Draymond. You know, Shaq was being guarded by Hakeem Olajuwon, you know, and vice versa.
1: And Fat Boy Sam Perkins. Not because that my was words.
0: that was that was you know that, that was the game at the time. I, I'll go a little differently, right? Because you know it's revisionist history. And remember, the hobby that we're we're navigating here is is a hobby of of storytelling. We do it on our podcast, but just so that we can entertain you, right? There are stories being told every day in order to sell cards. And That's where it gets interesting, right? You know the story on Curry, whoever was the seller in that National Treasure nine five that ended in PWCC an hour after they won the title. I mean that story couldn't have been written better than if Disney's fairy tale writers wrote it, right? You know what I mean? Like, like that's, that's perfection, right? The stories are great. Go back and watch Golden State against LeBron.
1: Oh, I did. That was the, the
0: one Durant. they lost. That was no, the one they won. Right? They won because they had Durant on LeBron. They had Durant against. If they didn't have Durant, if they if they had Wiggins, or they had whoever else it is, they don't win that. That I will tell you how. That I rewatched that because now I am also I want to be more you know more educated about this Steph Curry in the top ten of all time. I think Wiggins would legacy. lock up
1: LeBron.
0: Get the hell out of here. Dude, did, so Ian asked me this today. He's like, Wiggins hey, was a first uh,
1: round, first overall pick. It's yeah, no, overall respected pick respected, first overall, over
0: pick. overrated, underrated, or rated just right
1: have, so LeBron and Wiggins basically would cancel each other out in that series. You know what? Hold on, Ian, stop calling. Know, he's outside. He's kids. playing. No, he asked
0: me this. I was gonna have him ask you it. Overrated, underrated, or rated just right right now.
1: Okay, you ready? Yes.
0: John Morant,
1: overrated. Why? Can't shoot. He can't Egg? shoot, and you don't get the same calls in the in the regular, in the playoffs as you do the regular season. They just leave him wide open. Jason Tatum, I think underrated. Ooh, I don't think really? people realize Tatum's uh, build. He's he looks more like Durant now than he looks like a uh, two guard.
0: You ever heard of um, this difference between muscle muscles for show and muscles for go?
1: No, that's an yeah. 80s line at best.
0: I hear it every day on construction sites. You don't
1: there go are to guys construction there sites.
0: Are, there are guys who
1: You're a white collar New York look, lawyer from suits. You don't go to construction sites. Anyway, Stop so running. there are
0: guys that look like they're, you know, they're on a cycle. You know, the trend is is pumping through them, right? But there are guys who, you know, they got the dad bod. But there's always those guys with the dad bod that have the rep. Because when, because when stuff goes down, that's not the guy who you want to turn your back on. Tatum looks the part. But I have a feeling he's a bottom first in prison. Uh,
1: <laughs> Moron. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> no, but, I'm telling you. He doesn't look – he's not the guy. No. He's not that guy. He's think not that critically. Guy. Don't think surface level. This is a guy that was a finesse guy. Like if you go back to him at Duke, he was a scrawny little guy like, like Duran in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. He's filled out. And sometimes your he's the growth physically before the growth, which is wait, comes before the growth mentally. He doesn't realize how big he is and that he could use his body. But he's 24 years old. And I'm not a a defending Tatum, I'm just saying you asked me a question. Yep. I think later in his career, he's gonna still have his good shooting, but he's gonna realize he could use his body and overpower smaller guards. He didn't use his body in this. What's
0: in this funny final. is I said underrated also, but I want to argue with you. And I, you know, You're I fine. To You're allowed. Fun lines. But I think the reason why I say he's underrated from a hobby perspective is people have just punished his cards after the finals. And we see that happen. His cards are, are ridiculous now. I mean, I was <laughs> looking at some of the ones that ended in PWCC. Like, what? This I think is, he's
1: really going right. to work on ISO ball this summer, and I think he's going to improve. I think he's going to add another tool to his repertoire. I think they're going to be back. They're Ready? Durant. Right now. That's tough. Like, are you saying (laughs) how he's going to perform in the future from now? or You can take it however you want. I think he's he's on the downward slope of his career, and I think he's going to fall off as hard as T-Mac did. I think part of what happened with T-Mac was he was at the prime of his career, and then he fell off so hard. And my vibe with Durant is he's so soft that he he doesn't have what it takes at this stage in his career to be like i'm going to show those haters um i think he falls off very hard very hard i think his price Remember, is like pretty pretty beat up also by the way i know this is a he different question his achilles yeah, as well it's tough That's to come not back an from easy that. injury
0: to All come right up. last one you ready sure lebron fairly rated fairly rated so you're not oh, underwhelmed or over you just whelmed on lebron not overwhelmed or underwhelmed. You're just whelmed.
1: I think LeBron has more years in the tank than people realize because of how how dedicated he really is to his craft. Um, yeah, I think, he, I think he has more le- more left in the tank. I mean, other so, than the groin injury a few years ago, the guy hasn't been injured. And, and that's a testament. That's not random. Like, he takes care of his body. spends a, he lot, does. Of, a lot of does. money on his body. He trains hard. Uh, and I think he, I think when you're chasing something, he wants to play with Bronny. I think that is Kyrie awesome. coming to LA. Why is there always news Kyrie's upset with somebody?
0: It's not upset. It's just you know he and the team have a different vision for the future, which you can understand. I believe that I saw a stat that's something like in his three years there, he played 103 games and missed 123. You know, if I'm the Nets, I don't, I don't want to sign on to a long term deal with him either. But if I'm Kyrie, I know somebody will.
1: What a disaster that project was. I mean, if you got we, – we said it from day one. We said it from day one. The Lakers were a disaster, but th- that was even worse. Harden, Kyrie, and Durant. Who thought that that would possibly work? Three of the most egotistical players in the league playing with each other. Yeah. Does G- Kyrie
0: bring something to the Lakers that they're missing?
1: Yeah. Lakers have a leader. Say what you want about LeBron, and I don't love his leadership, but dude, the guy you, is a leader. You, you you say what you want, like he is a leader. And um, if Kyrie lands in New York, do you buy Barrett cards? In in New York, Knicks? Mm-hmm. What's he gonna do there?
0: Um, he's gonna have a hot dog stand. He's gonna play basketball. What do you mean? What's he gonna do there? I don't see the fit there. The shams post about the. Uh, you know, the Nets and Kyrie being at an impasse said that the Lakers and the Knicks have
1: come forward
0: as the two potential, you know, most most interested teams, which is why I mentioned the two of them.
1: I if you're a flipper, it wasn't just- I mean, dude, if you're if you're a flipper, this is your market. I, in a lot of ways, I think people are selling things cheap. So, like, yeah, if you could get a Kyrie card for like 25 bucks and and he gets traded, sure. But I, I wouldn't be buying Kyrie and just in general. I'm not a believer in him.
0: All right. Well, that was underwhelmed, overwhelmed, and just whelmed. A new segment. You were BFI. so right
1: about the Avalanche seven nothing. Well, let, me, let me just sting, say this: right?
0: the odds are huge. People are messaging me: should I put? Should I should I bet on these guys? The odds are huge. Tampa's a very good home team. Now, the Avalanche has not lost a playoff game on the road so far this postseason either. But but di- I know it's two nothing, and I know that outside of a, a two 48-second a two-goal stretch there by Tampa in Game 1, they've looked outmatched. You know, the Colorado's look really good. Tampa is a good team, right? I, I know that you predicted the Avalanche. I know you were on there, you you know. But if Tampa wins this game, it's back to 2-1. You know, they're still at home. It could be 2-2 two, two pretty quickly, I've pretty easily. i never believed like, this,
1: Cage. When I played shoot. soccer, we were told 2-0 was the most dangerous score. I never understood it, but... He, have you heard that before? No. The second game is the most important
0: one in a seven-game series, was what uh, Joe Torre used to say, which is why Andy Pettit always started for them. Um, you know, because if you if you lose the first one, he's your stopper. He's going to go out there and split the and get you get that yeah, win. If you're up one nothing, he's going to go get you two to two nothing, and now the series now it's yours. I mean, it was it, that was his, I guess, way of you know of talking up Pettit and making sure that they got game two, no matter what happened in game one. But um, I mean, listen, you predicted it really well with the Avalanche, man. You called Shut you knew like, like everybody on the team, but you Shut called them all out. And, Maker, you know, right?
1: The, one guy's Maker and the other guy's McKinnon. One guy is Maker and the other, you know, you went to meet him. Cage. Future so Maker. Uh, I want to ask you a yeah. question. So today I had a really cool call. Someone listens to our show. Uh, you guys might follow him as well. So, uh, he was, he called and he was like, You know, I, I've, I've built up my YouTube channel, I've been providing value, um, g- incredible card collection in general. And this is a guy that you want to follow, he knows his stuff, he stays in his lane. And I'm curious, you know, what advice from a business perspective would you have for people out there that are building businesses in the hobby?
0: I mean, it's a great question, it makes me long for the days of the come up with cage. I guess whoever this is, I would have them on, even though they're probably a much more, you know, bigger person than
1: me. We happily I mean? produce it. It was one of my favorite shows, and people, people had a good time on it. It was like a 15 30 minute segment. You could yeah. still find it on YouTube, uh, where people who were like kind of just starting out in the hobby, we would offer up our platform. Maybe topic. we'll bring it back.
0: We'll see, you know, we'll, we'll see if like if like you know, if maybe a production company or something wants to pick up to come up with Cage, maybe you know, maybe you can executive produce it.
1: That'd be sick
0: that will be fun. So anyway, what would, what would I say? I would say um, don't fake it. Don't fake anything. In the way that, uh, that, that that we're working today, a smart person told me that communications used to be a major in college. But social media communications, the way we communicate today is not taught in college. And maybe that's a mistake. Maybe that's something that should be done. So, a very smart person. He's also very handsome. Look at those blue eyes. And he's damn right. But here's the thing: there are people out there, people in a hobby who are full of it, right? They have bought followers. They make promises that they cannot keep and do not keep. And there's one thing about the internet and social media and, and you name it today, and it's it's um, you know eventually, if you're faking it, you will be caught. You will be found out. Not to mention, um, I'm pretty sure it was Mark Twain who said that the person who tells the truth doesn't have to have a great memory if you're a liar you have to remember everything so you eventually get caught in that stuff right you tell the truth it's just the truth you don't even have to remember because you're always going to be telling the truth um you know i would tell you in whatever business you're doing in the hobby this is a community driven hobby this is something where it No matter how big it gets, no matter how many millions of billions of trillions of people fanatics ultimately brings into this, it is a small world. What you do will be with you forever. We have long memories here. And not to get too crazy about it, like assuming you're going to get bad, but uh, swinging it to the other direction, doing right by people reverberates. Right. I love people who do those racks, you know, the random acts of kindness. Right. I love, you know, people who throw extras in with their cars. I love people who go the extra, you know, extra mile and say, All right, you know This person, I, I they just bought a car for me. I know they're a fan of the Celtics. I'm gonna throw some Tatums and throw some smarts in. It doesn't really hurt, right? You know, I love people who who try to get kids involved because they know that ultimately at some point in time those kids will earn money and will grow this thing that we're all trying to grow. Um, so I would say In business, no matter which one you're doing, put yourself in the shoes of your end consumer, whether that's a listener on a podcast or a purchaser of your wax or somebody who's breaking with you, and try to treat them the way that you would want to be treated if the shoe was on the other foot. Make sense?
1: Look at you. Hmm? Did you get that from all your construction sites visits? No, dude,
0: I'm telling you, muscles for show. Versus Muscles for Go. Some of the biggest guys, some of the guys who you would think, oh, man, let me stay away, not so much not in, 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 in a fight.
1: You not ever watch so Kimbo Slice Street Fighting? Remember that? Of course. He got an ass kicked in the cage, though. What's different? dude? Street Fighting Ferguson. and UFC are two different, two different games.
0: Kimbo. Kimbo's got some cool rookie cards where he signed. He signed his name. His real name, Ferguson, on a couple of them. It's pretty awesome.
1: You miss our whatnot show Sunday mornings where we talked football. I can't you wait were, for it. I can't wait barn, for football. Right?
0: I really can't wait for football to come back. I hope you know whatnot wants us still doing that. I don't know why they wouldn't. Um, I love making those predictions. I got to tell you, one o'clock would roll around and I'd have my you know my scores and my chicken wings and I'd be like, oh my god, I uh, I got to win this next one. I I, I got to at least go you know fifty five percent for the guys who are, you know who who are listening to me you know and and way more often than not we did okay. So that was the good thing. But there were days where I was like, oh man, I don't want to go back on the show next week. You, know, you, I bet a- you weren't betting. You just like you're just someone who takes pride in being right. Correct. I you know, I I would have made some money had I bet, you know, an even amount on each one of my plays. Um the lock of the week, if I would have double down on that, that was the lock of the week was like, you know, like like 13 and 3.
1: Bananas. Yeah. if you guys faded the bananas play of the week, you guys would be millionaires. I did not get one right.
0: I thought you got one right. One was Detroit Lions, yeah, throw the Lions. Yeah, I think you got the Lions right on one of them. It was like the Lions, <laughs> the Lions, were like sixteen point underdogs. You like Lions money line, and they won. I was like,
1: holy cow. How many times did the power go out during A that lot. show?
0: A lot, but it's all right. It happens, man. You know, it's part. Listen, it's part of the allure. It's part of the allure. Listen, I'll, I'll say this, and then we can kind of, you know, we can kind of bounce off and and you know, and call it an episode. We're sixteen episodes away from basically doing two years worth, right? 365 times two is 730. So we're damn close. But you know what's coming is the national. We're excited about, um, you know, we're going to definitely do a cigar night for NFT holders, for supporters. Uh, You can still get an NFT, um, you know, on OpenSea, Lucas Tigers. Um, Andrew's doing a whatnot show. It's hilarious. It's an hour. It's another episode, basically, five to six of Andrew showing off cards, not knowing what the hell he's talking about, me trying to get in the show and not being able to. It's just more audiovisual technical difficulties. He has this card with some humongous slab. It's the Austin Matthews jumbo young guns. I don't know what the hell it is,
1: but what happens? having What's fun. Cool about this. So I don't know how – you know, I'm someone who's a very quick start. You know this, right? Mm-hmm. From, I have an idea. I'm like, I'm not sure if it's going to work, but I'll try it. The real benefit of this is – I've learned card history, right? So we've subbed about 300, 350 cards to SGC. We sold $7,000 worth of product last week on whatnot. Uh, Product that means slabs, not not, uh, card breaks. And I see all of these different cards from like Griffey Atomic to, um, I mean, I'll show people this, this BCEE. I don't even know what this That's is. That's a Rack
0: Pack from 1987 tops. They were sold in racks. There's a little, like, hanger. And they were sold in, like, Toys R Us and stores, Rack Packs or Rack Boxes. And that particular one is cool because I saw it has a Barry Bonds right on the yep. – right showing right on the top there.
1: And the other one has a Jose Conseco. Yeah,
0: the, the tops gold. I'm you know, saving this. Gold piece. Star.
1: So I'm going to ask his daughter for her hand in marriage, and I'm going to give him this card. You have, you seen his, have you seen his daughter? No. Okay.
0: But, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, if you like her, she has um, probably a, a doctorate or two, and she's, a, you know, very well read. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's, it's all good stuff. So, no, <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. and it, it, it's good to see, man. I mean, it's good to see that, you know, you're learning cards. What I find funny is when the chat, when you show a bunch of cards, and the chat's sort of like, you know, it's a democracy, and they tell you what you should sell next. I love it when you show a card and people are like, yeah, sell the Billy Ripken FF error. Like, half the chat wants the Billy Ripken with the curse on it. And you're like, no, this is a giveaway. I'm giving her, no, no, sell it. Sell the Billy Ripken. Because, you know, really, it boils down to we're all just a bunch of idiots. I mean, you know, but that's got nostalgia up the wazoo. That's why, man, I'm telling you.
1: Can I share something with you? No. So so this is my, like, singles of giveaways. I've grown so emotionally attached to them. I don't want to give any of the singles away. (laughs) <laughs> what are you going to give away? I don't know. I don't – like because I, I kind of play with them like they're like trading cards. So I'm like, no, I kind of like this Anthony. No, this Connor – Jamar – I'm not. no. Oh, this is Andrew Go- – no. And I, I just – I'm like, no. These That's are a awesome cool amount. one.
0: Somebody <laughs> sent you an Andrew Goldberg. We got the best audience. We got the best listeners in the world. That's an Andrew Goldberg card. They send – I get I – get, every day I get more Ians for the Ian collection in the P.O. box. It's amazing. I love it. You know, Ian loves it. And, uh, you know, fun stuff. Lots of fun, man.
1: Guys, so 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern, I'm on Whatnot, so come join me. Cage is on there about half the week uh, when he can join in. Honestly, I'm thinking some of the days when Cage can't join, maybe I'll pull some people from the audience in and have some fun. Uh, What's really cool is whether you just have, you know, $50 slabs, $100 slabs, and you want them consigned, it's a flat 14% fee through us. So you could ship them our way to the P.O. Box i'll sell them or what i think is even cooler now is sgc grades cards in seven to ten days this is what what the turnaround time has been so if you send raw cards like dave did this send raw cards they're graded in seven to ten days we could sell them on the whatnot show and you go from raw graded to sold in less than two weeks time uh something to consider if you guys are interested
0: i love it one-stop shop Andrew's white glove service. So if you got some rock cards sitting around, um, you know, send them to Andrew. I'll get them graded and then sell them for you. Cash.
1: If our tiger holders or people who want it, so the so the cigar night's going to be Wednesday night. Which, Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Where do you want people to RSVP? DM me. DM you. Yeah, DM either of us, guys. I mean, you're 100. You want to DM Andrew? I mean, if
0: you're in the Discord, we already have a we uh, already have a room set up for that. Uh, if you're not in the Discord, you should be. You know, as a as a, as a tiger holder, so let us know that too. But you know, message message either of us, um, and if you are interested in coming and you don't have an NFT yet and you want to buy one, message Andrew. He'll walk you through the process. With ETH prices now, it's about sixty bucks, and you'll get some f- free SGC grading with it. That'll pay for it right off the bat. Buy a tiger, send us a couple cards, get them graded, then have Andrew sell them, and you get the cigar knife for free. You probably make money. Probably go to cigar night and make money. It's a lot of fun. It's
1: it's for food
0: included. Food, food drinks. There'll probably be a performance. There's going to be a lot of stuff. There's going to be. I a gotta lot be of honest. Stuff. You've
1: outdone yourself. This was
0: all you. This is. It's not me. We have some very good partners. TBD. You know, to be announced. I guess. Right. To be announced sooner sooner than later. But we, uh, the hobby is awesome. I will tell you that.
1: Is they, Ian coming?
0: Not a cigar night. I'm going to try to get him there. Come on. It's Atlantic city. It's like a three hour drive from my house. So we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll come down during the week. He's got camp. You know, my daughter's got camp also. So maybe during the weekend, I'll bring him down. Maybe Saturday for the day, I'll, I'll, I'll bring him there or something.
1: You can we'll do put him on one of those bleacher. Uh, I'll put yeah, I'll put him on the helicopter. I'll put him on, put him on, him on helicopter. the helicopter.
0: Just have blade, pick him up, put him in a uh, helicopter and just, just fly him down.
1: Take Richie Rich home.
0: That's it, man. That's it. It's it's fun stuff. Listen, guys, we appreciate you. Um, I enjoyed. We did a Coffee with Cage, by the way, on Instagram Live this past weekend. Um, Guys who were on it, let us know if that's something you want. Or please send Andrew a message that you'd rather have that as an episode if you'd like. Um, Whatever you like. Uh, You know, I mean, we we can throw that out there also. I love doing that stuff. The question and answer is the best because I have the answer on the fly. I'm not prepared. I don't see the questions. And it's one of those like, you know, all right, this is really what I think.
1: The Can't general pass. consensus has been people, like, listen to us because it sounds like you and I are just talking on the phone and it's recorded. So, I think that's cool because none of these are really prepared. It's, it's just impromptu combos. Um, we'll have a few cool guests coming up. I do want to do a lot more guest episodes because the month before National, I kind of want to do guests and bring on, like, two different guests. Like, I kind of want to bring on Gunner and AIH. Remember him? And have, oh like, God.
0: a, a roundtable. Are we gonna have them on at the same time? Yeah, I want to have more. I might actually be. be interested. I I might I, the only problem is my internet's bad with the two of us. You get four people on and just, you got oh, it. so it don't sound like No. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it is what it is, guys. Listen, it is what it is. Big things coming. Guys, I hope you're excited for the national. I mean, I've heard through the through the through the chuckle patch that um you know, some people might not even be going to National, which, you know, has me a little, a little, a little perturbed. I'm excited. I'm excited as it can be. I love it. I love going. I love just looking at the stuff that's there, right? Getting appreciation for the hobby, getting appreciation for some of these cards, some of these artifacts, some of the things that have been around for as long as they have been. Um, you know, and that doesn't mean because they've been on the same guy's table for the same three last three decades. I mean, some of these cool cards that are out there. And I'd like to see you guys. One of the things that I heard from a couple people in the weeks, um, in the last couple weeks is hey, in Chicago, I saw you, but I didn't get a chance to talk to you because you just had a lot of people around you. but you were doing trades, the whole deal, the hell with that? Like, tap me on the shoulder <laughs> or send me a message now for sure. I'm gonna make sure that I mean, if you're going to Atlantic City and you want to say hello, let's meet, man. You know, I mean, one of these days, either Friday, Saturday, Andrew and I are just gonna like post up in a hotel lobby somewhere or whatever it is. We're gonna big, big message. This is where we are. <laughs> come say hi. You know, we'll be at the, probably the collectible booth a lot because they have a little setup. And we might even do some episodes from collectibles booth. Um, you know, the admin collect, is really cool setup with like a content booth in it with microphones and all you. We might be able to like, you know, do some episodes in there. Maybe bring you on. Maybe do a couple of cage. Have you come in and ask some questions live. So, so don't be shy. We are there as collectors. We're there having fun also. You know, um, just make sure because I feel really bad. You know, people message me right after Mink Collector, like, hey, I didn't get to see you. And I'm like, just come find me. I'm there. You know, a thousand
1: percent. A thousand percent. Because people sometimes are called, they're like, hey, I know you're busy. I'm like, I am busy, but I'm busy doing this. You know what I'm saying? And like, we enjoy it. So, yeah. Listen, guys, we, we owe you this. You
0: listen to us. You have built the brand. You have built Luca Nation. Without you, we are just talking to ourselves. So we do want to meet you. We do want to say hi. We do want to hear what your thoughts are, good, bad, and indifferent. What we can do to make your hobby experience better. It's what we're here for. So don't be shy. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Eh, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us... Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.